Welcome to Daniela Garcia's podcast, where faith and womanhood intertwine. Join me on this journey of testimonies, empowerment, and spiritual growth. I'm your host, Daniela Garcia, and together let's explore the beauty of Christian living and the unique experiences of being a woman of faith. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Daniela Garcia podcast, and thank you so much for joining me. Please grab your Bibles with me because this episode we will be reading and diving into some scripture about my friend, my best friend, the Holy Spirit. Now, before we dive into scripture, we are going to talk about who the Holy Spirit is and what he helps us with as Christians in our day-to-day lives, in our Christian walk with the Lord. So let's talk about who the Holy Spirit is. So there has been a total misunderstanding of who the Holy Spirit is. He is not a dove. He descended like a dove on the day of the baptism of Jesus. He is not just a tangible feeling. He is not an it, and he is not a thing. He is not just speaking in tongues as well, too. But he is a comforter. He is the spirit of truth who the Father sent down in Jesus' name. Now, who is the Holy Spirit to us Christians? He is the Spirit of God. He is part of the, the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But many churches leave out God the Holy Spirit. And he plays an important aspect because he empowers and equips the believers in their walk with the Lord. Many churches quench the Holy Spirit and don't allow the Holy Spirit to move in the services. And many of them, the Holy Spirit is not even dwelling there because they don't even allow the Holy Ghost. And they they don't allow the Holy Ghost in their church, period. So either they don't allow the Holy Ghost in their church or they don't allow the Holy Ghost to move. Or they limit the Holy Ghost and put them in a box. Do not put the Holy Spirit in your box. It is not up to you to determine how the Holy Spirit will move and how the Spirit touches people. It is not up for you to say. So who is the Holy Spirit to us Christians? The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's our intercessor. And he's our advocate. And when you talk about Jesus, the Holy Spirit shows up. And he empowers us to also preach the gospel as well. Because the scripture says the Holy Spirit empowers us to preach the gospel and to be witnesses for Jesus here on earth as his disciples, as Christians. The Holy Spirit and fire. You need the Holy Spirit and fire in order to subst- in order to sustain your your walk with the Lord and also to even last in these last days. We are in the last of the last days. And you cannot reach your fullest potential. You cannot you cannot walk out the calling of God without the Holy Spirit. He he guides us in everything. He guides us 
And when you don't have that sense of direction, you can end up going into some wacky doctrine, wacky stuff all over the place. So let's read Acts 1-8 together. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. To the uttermost parts of the earth. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to do the work of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is our comforter. He's our teacher. He's our guide. He's our intercessor. And he's our advocate. And the Holy Spirit helps Christians in their walk. And he also, because the reason why the Holy Spirit helps Christians in their walk is because he convicts us of sin, which we're going to read about. Um, we're going to read about it in John. So when you're doing something wrong and you feel like, like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or you think about it later on in your quiet time with the Lord. That's the Holy Spirit bringing that thing to the attention so you can fix it. He's, he's bringing that conviction to you, not to condemn you, but to help you overcome that so then you can move further in the things of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You need the word and the power to coincide together, to co- coincide together. They need to be intertwined together in order to be spring forth and received correctly. Yes, the word goes forth and never returns void. God watches over his word to perform it. But you need to preach that word with power, with fire. Not so people fall asleep in the service, but so so because you're speaking to people's spirits. You want them to receive that in their spirit. And the Holy Spirit will guide you. He'll speak to you. Some people are walking by their feelings and not by faith. Many times we say, I feel, I feel, I feel. Understanding I feel my spirit is different than what I feel emotionally. But we are not led by our emotions. We are led by the Holy Ghost. We are not led by our emotions. We are led by the Holy Ghost. Because the heart is deceitful. If you are always led by your emotions and your circumstances, you will not fulfill the call of God effectively. If you're always led by your emotions and how you feel and your circumstances, you're going to miss out on a lot of what God has for you. And you're going to miss out on the blessings God has for you and where he could bring you because of the, of you focusing on your emotions and your circumstance. But the Holy Spirit helps us not to focus on those things. Thank you. Do they really think that they would believe you if you're not preaching with any power. You got to be preaching with power. You got to be preaching with power. The Holy Spirit empowers us to run the race. The Holy Spirit empowers us to preach the gospel. And it's not even us who does the work. It's the Holy Spirit. We just plant the seeds. We only plant the seeds and the Holy Spirit does the rest. It is not up to us to try to force someone to come to faith. It's not our job to try to convict people of their sin. The Holy Spirit will already do that. He'll do that. All we do is plant the seeds. Okay? So 
John chapter 16, let's turn there, starting at verse 5, the work of the Holy Spirit. Now that we know who the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is our intercessor, our teacher, our guide, our comforter. He's our best friend. He helps us. He guides us. He tells us what we need to do. He convicts us of sin that may be in our lives that we may not even know of. He convicts us of attitudes we need to fix. Literally, like, he is the best. The Holy Spirit is the best. He, you, like, I could not imagine my Christian walk without the Holy Spirit. I would just be like another religion, dead Christian. Like, no. It is like supernatural with the Holy Spirit involving him in your day, listening for his voice in your spirit. Like, he'll tell you things you don't even know. Oh my goodness. And I can't even wait to talk about speaking in tongues because speaking in tongues, like you are praying the perfect will of God for your life. Praying in tongues is better than praying in English because the devil can't understand you. Okay. Verse, verse five, the work of the Holy spirit. But now I go away to him who sent me and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, okay? The Lord is telling us it's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So Jesus couldn't send the Holy Spirit until he left. But when he has come, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of three things. One is sin. Two is righteousness. And three is judgment. He convicts us of sin, the world of sin. He convicts the world of sin because they do not believe in Jesus. Number two of righteousness because He goes to the Father and we will see him no more. Number three, judgment because the ruler of this world has been judged. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin. It is not our job as Christians to convict people of their sin. The Holy Spirit will do that. Verse 12. Oh no. Yes, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Okay, so the Holy Spirit will let you know. I'm telling you right now, he will let you know. As long as you are in tune with him, the Holy Spirit will convict you of what you take out of your life so you can become a better Christian, so you can become more like Jesus. He's, he's, he's here to help us become more like Jesus. As long as we're willing to when he convicts us to those, about those things to fix it and to not be stubborn and kicking our feet and screaming and crying. Amen. <laughs> yes, the spirit of truth. He will even let you know certain preachers you shouldn't be listening to. If you are listening to every prophet, every preacher, every evangelist known on YouTube, you will get into some wacky doctrine because I'm telling you right now, not every preacher, evangelist, teacher, preacher on YouTube is who you need to be listening to. Some of them are wolves in sheep clothing. 
So you let the Holy Spirit guide you and who you should listen to. Have the Holy Spirit pick who you should be listening to, but don't don't open up your ear to every person out there because many of them are wolves in sheep clothing. So be aware of that. Don't go, because many, some of them are into new age stuff. Just don't go out there listening to any type of preacher, prophet, evangelist that, that you just find on YouTube. Have the Lord pick your people. Have him pick the ministers in your life that are trusted, that you see the fruit bared from their lives and listen to them. But above all else, listen to the Holy Ghost. The Lord has placed men and women of God that are more mature in the faith than you to help you and equip you on your walk with the Lord. Because yes, you have the Holy Ghost, but you need to learn to hear his voice. You need to learn to understand the word, which the Holy Spirit will help you with. But he has great men and women of God that has gone before you that already did it. That's there to help guide you so you don't run into the same mistake again. As you're learning to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So verse 14. Oh, wait, actually, let's read back to verse 13, going back to John 16. Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Yes, the Holy Spirit will warn you of things to come. He will not, the Lord will not let believers go be unaware of the enemy's tactics brewing in the near future or whatever. I'll let you know as long as you're tuning in to the voice of the Holy Spirit and you're like, okay, Lord, what's next? He'll help equip you for what's coming. Verse 14, he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your precious word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, yes, the Holy Spirit is your friend. The Holy Spirit is there to help you, guide you, protect you, warn you of things to come. So you want to be in close fellowship with him. When you got the Holy Ghost, man, you... I'm telling you, you're in, like, you're set. You're set. Let's go to this one. Yes. So going back to what I was saying about witnessing with power. So the Holy Spirit will empower us to preach the gospel. And when you witness to people, you should demonstrate that Jesus is actually alive with power. Just like I said, that's what the girl said to me. She's like, I could tell by the power that's in your voice that this is real. Not saying it was just my voice that had the power. No, not at all. The Holy Spirit empowered me. And because I have felt and I have seen the goodness of God, I've seen the hand of God in my life. I know Jesus. I'm in fellowship with him. I I know without a shadow of a doubt that he is real. So I demonstrate that he is real. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's one thing to just be like, yeah, Jesus is good. He's the way, the truth, and the life. You should believe in him, amen. And, you know, um, you should give your life to him, and he's really good. What? No. The Jesus heals today. He, he moves today. He empowers believers today. He's alive today. He's here and, and stretching forth his mighty man to heal you today. He is real today. He can baptize you today. 
Doesn't that sound different? Doesn't that sound different? Actually, like, because it's real. Don't put on some kind of facade. Take off the religion. Take off the facade that I know all the scriptures so I know what it is. No. Be real with yourself. Be real with yourself. And be real with God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you witness to people, when you preach the word to people, preach like you believe it. Preach with fire. Demonstrate with fire. God is alive today. Jesus is here right now as we speak. The Holy Spirit is here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Okay, let's continue. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. And John the Baptist, he 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 spoke to the people when, when Jesus was coming. He said, I am not even worthy to tie his sandals. But he said, one that is coming, that one is coming that is greater than me. I'm not even worthy to tie his sandals. That's what John the Baptist said. And he said, I John the Baptist baptized with water. And then he said, but one is coming who is greater than me, and he will baptize you in the fire and the Holy Ghost. So Jesus is the baptizer of the fire and the Holy Ghost. So it's important that you're not only getting baptized with water for repentance and demonstrating your faith, but also getting baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire so the Holy Spirit can come and dwell within you to equip you and empower you to run the way to run the race that God has the assignment that God has given you, but also to do a work in you and in your innermost being to get all that junk, get all that old junk out of you so he could put the new wine in. The new wine that flows from heaven. We don't run on the old wine no more. The Lord can't put new wine into old wineskin. You need to first remove the old wineskin so he can pour new wineskin in. Don't live on yesterday's bread. Don't live on yesterday's bread. Allow the work to go into your innermost being, innermost parts, and uproot the things in your soul that just are not good, that could hinder you. Allow him to do that deep inner work because before he can do it through you, he's got to do it in you first. And you need to allow the Lord to purify you with fire. Purify you with fire. Purify you with the fire of the Holy Ghost. And if you want to know more about that in more depth, you can go back and watch my other episode about purity that the Lord had me speak on. About the Lord purifying you as a vessel, holy and set apart for him to use you. Hallelujah. So he can use you. But the Holy Spirit does the work. You don't have to be perfect to come to God. Let me get that clear. You don't have to be perfect to come to God. You come as you are, but you don't stay as you are. You don't stay as you are because then the Lord will be doing a work in you. And as you allow him to do that work in you, you'll begin to see the change of what he's doing to you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So once you become filled with the Holy Ghost and you get that new wine, you're not going to want the old wine anymore. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? 
because the wine in the Bible and the wine of today are two different things. And if you notice many of the liquor stores that are around today, many of them are called wine and spirits. Why do you think they're called wine and spirits? And not to mention in witchcraft rituals and things like that, witch doctors use alcohol in their witchcraft. So when you are under the influence like that, you are inviting spirits, not only in you, in your surroundings, in your life, to run rampant. So no, you cannot be a Christian and drink. And wine in the Bible is completely different from wine from today. The Holy Spirit fills you with the new wine and you get drunk in the spirit. But it's not to be intoxicated like like the old wine. Okay? Thank you, Lord. If you don't, I'll just say this. If you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, then you don't believe in the ministry of Jesus. Because Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. Some people think that the Holy Spirit is just a tongue or a gift, like I mentioned in the beginning. But that's just the gift of the Holy Spirit. He's the spirit of truth. And he said, I will be with you and I will be in you. That's what we read tonight. So the Holy Spirit is for the now. And he's in the now. He's in the now. And Again, we can go back to read Acts chapter 2 about the day of Pentecost. I really encourage you guys to go read that. I don't have time today to go read that, but you guys can go back and read that. Read Acts chapter 2. And it only takes 12 people to break a city open. If you can get 12 people radical, on fire, full of the Holy Ghost and fire, it's over for that city. It's over for that town. The Holy Spirit makes the word of God come alive. He allows the word, he makes the word of God come alive. The word and the spirit work together. If you just have like the word and the spirit and power work together, you need to have them correlate together. You need to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And grieving the Holy Spirit is ignoring his voice, like acting like he's not there, acting like he doesn't exist. And you just, and he'll convict you and convict you and convict you of certain sin in your life. And you continue to ignore him about it. You don't want to fix it. You just kind of sweep it under the rug and just ignore his voice. You are grieving the Holy Ghost. You don't want to do that. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. You don't want the Lord to take his spirit from you. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Don't quench the Holy Ghost. Don't put the Holy Ghost in the container. Allow him to move. Allow him to move. Allow him to touch his people. Because the service is not about you. It's not about me. It's not about I. But the the service is about the people receiving a touch from God. An instruction from the Lord on what he wants them to do. God wants to touch his people. He loves his people. He wants to touch his people. At the end of the day, it's all about him. So you need to give him the platform, him the stage, give him the service, and allow him to have his way with his people. We are there to only be ushers, pretty much. Allow the Holy Spirit to rule in our lives. Allow him to guide us and show us what to do. 
in everything that we do. He wants to touch he wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to tell you things to come. He wants to tell you things that you do not know. He wants to show you things you do not know. Now, this is your first time listening to this podcast. And I have a very important question for you. If you were to die this very second, do you know without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven? Can you leave this world and say, I have been right with God. I have received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm going to heaven. If you were to breathe out your last breath on your pillow tonight, do you know if you're going to heaven? Be honest with yourself. And if you don't, that's okay. We're going to make sure today. I just want to share with you what the Holy Bible reads. The Bible reads, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death. Just like how you have a wage for a job, the wages for living a sinful life is death. And eternity and, and separation for eternity from the Lord. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And he says, whoever shall call upon my name shall be saved. And you guys are whosoever, right? You who are listening are whosoever. So just place your hand on your heart and repeat this prayer, repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. As a minister of the gospel, I want to tell you today, all your sins are forgiven. Always remember to run to God, not from him, because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. Now. Because we are talking about the Holy Spirit today, I pray that he encountered you throughout this podcast episode. But if you have never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, I would like to open the opportunity for you. We are going to ask Jesus to come and do that for you because I cannot baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. It is Jesus who does that. So we're going to Get quiet before the Lord, and we're going to ask him to come and baptize you right now with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So go ahead, and wherever you are, put your Bible down, lift up both your hands, and repeat this prayer after me out loud. Lift your both your hands, and close your eyes and repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, lift your hands and say, Jesus, I believe that you are the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and fire. 
So right now, I ask you to come baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire and with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I receive him now in Jesus' name. A bubbling in your belly, maybe some heat. That's the Holy Ghost coming upon you. So start start speaking out in faith. I'm going to start praying in tongues. And whatever comes to your mind, don't think about it. Just let it flow. Let it come out of your spirit. It's not something that comes to your mind. It's not a language you can learn. It's not a language that you can try to work out with your mouth and try to think about it. Just speak out whatever is flowing out of your spirit. For you, it may be one syllable. You might be starting out. It's like you're a baby going from milk to meat. So don't expect to have full syllables right away. You may have one syllable. I started off with one syllable. I was like, ba, 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 shay, be, be, be. The first time I started speaking in tongues. But as you speak in tongues more and more, you begin to, you begin to mature in it and it will actually change. Your heavenly language between you and the Lord will change. When you are speaking this in faith, you are not speaking unto man, but you're speaking unto God. You're speaking utterance. You do not understand. That is okay because God understands because it's a heavenly language between you and him only. And also the beauty of that is the devil has no idea what you're saying. He could, The devil does not understand what you're praying right now to the Lord. And you are praying the perfect will of God for your life. As you pray in tongues, the Lord begins to line up everything in your life exactly the way it should go according to his will. So when you don't know what to pray, you pray in the Holy Ghost because the devil can't understand you. You're speaking directly to God and he's lining up things for you. And you also fuel your spirit with praying in tongues. You, you, uh, what is it called for? You fuel the fire. You fuel the fire within you when you pray in tongues. And God will begin to show you things. Sometimes I get visions when I'm praying in tongues. When I'm, He'll speak to you in different ways. But let's continue. Continue to pray in spirit. La bro sheke terende libre si carandoro sheke terende. La bro socotorondo la bro sheke terende. Libre si carando. La bro socotorondo roro sheke terende. Libro si carandoro sheke taranda. La bro sheke terende. Libro si carandoro secarande. La bro socotorondo roro sheke terende. La broche carandoro secetrende, le brassi carando, la broche caterende, le brassi carando, la brosso cotorondo, la brassi caterande, le brossi carande, la brassi parande, la harando saranda. <laughs> joy, 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 joy. <laughs> Laugh out in faith and receive joy from heaven in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for. The person on the other side of the screen, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that on that day, 
they will not be missing in Jesus' name, but they shall go forth and fulfill the calling you have placed on their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you will continue to show them the path, show them the way that they should go, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, you remove any hindrance, anyone that may try to distract them or take them away from the calling of God. I rebuke them right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you will continue to guide them, set them straight, um, put them around good and godly friends and people put them under the right ministries father in the mighty name of jesus Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I before I go, I would like to tell you guys um, to read the book, The School of the Spirit by Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. Well, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. It's called The School of the Spirit. I've read the book. It's an awesome book. It teaches you about the Holy Spirit. I recommend that book. I highly recommend this book. The School of the Spirit by Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. On the book, it'll say Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. I encourage you to read that book, study that book, read John chapter 14, 15, and 16 again, read Acts chapter 2 about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. Because John 15 and John 14, 15, and 16, Jesus was talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 talks about when the Holy Spirit came upon in the upper room where there was 120 people yeah i love acts chapter 2 so you guys can go back and read it i would love to read it but if i read that i'm gonna go into like a whole swim about it because i love acts chapter 2 so i encourage you as your homework tonight read acts chapter 2 about the day of pentecost when the holy spirit came and i thank you holy spirit for reminding them whoever is reading this, to read Acts chapter 2, to have them study it in Jesus' name. Bring it to their remembrance, Holy Spirit, that they need to read Acts chapter 2. So I thank you. I love you guys. God bless you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. And have a blessed, blessed night. And God bless you. Love you guys.